The Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast immediate post-match reaction to Crystal Palace's 2-1 victory tonight over Newcastle United at St James's Park. Uh, it feels a bit strange, this is two wins in three days for Palace, what's this all about? Um, as always, I'm joined by my brother Luke and Kevin. Luke, how are you doing after that? Good mate, and my first uh, beer to celebrate a Palace victory in 33 days, so loving life at the moment. Can't be bad. Kevin, two two wins, three days, what's going on? I don't know mate, this is a bit worrying isn't it? Very, very, very pleased, very pleased and obviously delighted not to be a Southampton fan tonight to be honest with you and, and we are also very pleased to, to welcome back to the pod Davey uh, Davey's Newcastle United fan who joined us early in this, earlier in the season uh, last time Davey was uh, celebrating a Newcastle win but this time Davey fair play to you for coming back on when it wasn't quite the same uh, same positive result for you so well, welcome back Davey how are you? Good evening yeah I've uh, I preferred seeing you all last time I was speaking to you all last time I have to say but uh, yeah, good to see your faces and speak to you all again, despite the result. Well, in the politest sense, Davey, we probably weren't looking forward to welcoming you back after two minutes when mm. John oh. Joe Shelby smashed that one in in from, uh, from just outside the box. How were you feeling at that point? I mean, because Newcastle don't normally score early goals, do they? We're not well. We don't we don't score many goals. Full stop. And um, you know, there's something changed recently, which obviously we can get into if you want. But uh, yeah, it was like, wow, is is, is this the new Newcastle? You know, getting used to a scoring. Um, but unfortunately, that was the only goal of the evening for us. So, uh, yeah, but I, I was pretty happy, I have to say. I was passing a couple of messages on to your brother and uh, looking forward to the podcast. There you go. I'm not sure Palace had got out of our own half by that point. Actually, um, it, it was it was a pretty uh, pretty quick quick goal from the, from the off and a, and, a, and a good finish from from distance. I mean, Luke, I know you were critical of Gyro's defending. Does he come out enough to to Shelby when he's taking a shot? Well, no, it's not taking. It's, it's a great strike, isn't it? A, a great finish. He connects to the ball really well. Great angle of shot. But yeah, for me, Gyro turns his back a bit too soon for me. Um, I, not not to say if he fronted up, he would have made a difference. But, you know, opening 90 seconds of the game, you want to see your, your defenders and defensive midfielders show a bit of steel and a little bit disappointing from what was an otherwise really good uh, performance from Jairo there. What are you thinking, Kev, yeah. at that early stage? I mean, it's obviously very, very early in the game, but it, it's not a great way to start an away game at St James's Park where we have a bit of an indifferent record in recent years. Yeah, not a great way to start. The only thing I was hoping, Matt, at that particular point is we scored after three minutes against West Ham and it did us no favours. So I was hoping there might be a bit of a role reversal on this Tuesday. And in fairness... Uh, obviously, it turned relatively quickly, but I think, and I hope Davey won't mind me saying this, I was very impressed with Newcastle. And I know, you know, it's easy for us all to say, yeah, Palace have won the game. But I, I saw Jermaine Genus on the BT Sport afterwards, and he said what pleases him as an ex Newcastle player was the intent with which they played and which they attacked the game. I saw part of the Everton game, and to me, it looks a slightly different Newcastle. Forgive me if I'm wrong, David, but I think you had about seven or eight chances in that first half. And actually, mm-hmm. it could have easily been comfortably 2-2 or even Newcastle in front at half-time. So I was surprised that they didn't throw more caution to the win second half, Newcastle, if I'm honest. I thought they would have really come and gone at us. And I, I don't know whether it was... I know the conditions were bad up there, Um but they just didn't, I don't think they threatened as much as I thought they would do second half, if I'm honest. So I was very happy, Matt, that we uh, 
we just got into it and we'll come on to the gyro strike. I know it got us uh, a touch, but I thought it was a great goal. And um, and let's be honest, a quality Cahill header. So very, very pleased for us, um, but a very, very good game. And I thought a good game for the neutral, actually. Good game for the neutral. I thought just, just before the, the, the gyro shot and the equaliser, Palace had a, a chance just before that IU got across. I think was it Kieran Clark at the near post? Mm. I can't remember who it was, but and, and they got a corner from that, but he, he could have actually done better, I thought, to to because he he got in front of him, it was just the header was a bit off. Um but yeah, you, you, you said Kev, it didn't take long, it was sort of twenty minutes, and at that point you're you're breathing a sigh of relief as an a an away fan, right? As a Palace fan at St James's Park getting back into the game um uh, you know so so quickly. Um, it was probably a pretty even game up to that point as well. What, what are you thinking at one all, Davey? Because obviously Palace are now, I guess, on the ascendancy. Are you thinking at Newcastle we're going to pick it back up or the reverse? Well, yeah, I did actually because um, uh, just going back to what you were saying there, Kev, uh, we've seen something changed. Um, is it down to the, the new coach, Graham Jones? Or, you know, has Steve Bruce finally decided that to take the, the breaks off the team, we don't know. But uh, against, you know, parts of the second half against Leeds and certainly against Everton, we saw this kind of reasonably free-flowing attack and football, which is like, you know, unbelievable. And uh, I think I said this to you last time, all I want to see is a team competing. We just want to see at the end of the 90 minutes, a team, yeah. regardless of the result, who's put everything they possibly can in. And we actually deserve to beat Everton on on Saturday, so uh, the, the difference was we decided to just step up the pitch a little bit. We, you know, it's amazing that we've just stolen that yard further forward, how we've suddenly become a, a more attacking team. And tonight, we did it straight off, as you know. And then, but as soon as you got that equaliser, we started doing that thing of sitting back again. And when we sit back, we look so vulnerable, right? Yeah. Really vulnerable. And I, I think it's a mindset that they've got, or a lack of confidence and... Um, you had us on the back foot and really you deserved to take the lead when you did. A ridiculous foul by Lewis, which was always going to cause us problems with the, the crosses you've got. And, um, you know, Ayu was dropping that deep, allowing, the, the, you know, the two wingers, Ezu and, and Zahar, to push up and get time and time and time. They were getting in behind us and causing us all kind of problems. And um, unfortunately, though, for a Palace fan, and this is where I would have been disappointed for yourselves, didn't see that in the second half and he just let us. No really have that ball at one stage it was something like 83% possession in Newcastle mm. which is staggering um, mm. so I can imagine your, your frustration there but look you, you know you did a job on us it was very effective you, you're a very neat organised team and I did I did think that we would have you know got back into that lead the way we have been playing but uh, unfortunately for us no you touched on the the, the equaliser as well. I mean, we, we can't forget that the the, um, the equaliser itself was a was a really really good finish from mm. Gyro. Got a, a, a wicked deflection on it, but uh, you know it was a it was a it was a really strong strong finish. And then yeah, David, you said there was a, there was a free kick edge of the box, um, and Palace's kind of uh, unusual goal scorer in Gary Cahill. And actually, at the end of the game, when you see the goal scorers pop up with the with the score for Palace, a very strange combination, not one we're used to to seeing in terms of. Um, our two goals there. Um, I mean, we had a couple of other chances. Actually, it's fair to be fair, Newcastle as well in the first half. It was probably more even end to end in the first half, wasn't it? Um, it was a good was, half. It was a really good half. 
was a, it was a hard yeah. chance that was ruled offside just after we went 2-1 up. Uh, there was a free header that Newcastle had as well at the other end, I think about sort of five or so minutes after that. It was, it was quite a good game of football. Um, and I think Palace, you know, probably just about edged it at, at half-time going in 2-1. So, you know, as a Palace fan, we're, we're really happy. Um, obviously, no changes to the second half. Are you expecting Bruce to make changes, Davey, or is that not what he does? No, not at all. Um, he, he doesn't really. And um, I, I didn't think we needed to. I just thought you, you'll see how it goes for 10 minutes and then perhaps bring in Andy Carroll on, depending on if you need to give the defence a bit of a hammering. But um, I thought... I thought we controlled the second half. I really do. I mean, please tell yeah. me if I'm deluded, but uh, you, you sat back and you defended so well, um, you know, so well organised. Really boring, but you just did it. And uh, yeah. whether you whether whether Hodgson, you know, set out to do that, you know, prey on our our weaknesses um, by stepping up, attacking, getting the goal, and then sitting back again. But it worked. And even at the end, we had two defenders on the pitch and four tackers on the pitch. It was ridiculous and we still couldn't, you know, penetrate. So, I think I think you've nailed it there, Davey. That was the game plan second half. Palace were happy for Newcastle to have the ball as long as it was sort of forty yards away from 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 their goal. And and I thought mm-hmm. from from Palace's perspective, I thought it was a really professional second half performance to grind mm-hmm. out the 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 away. Uh, three points. I think our nervousness as a Palace fan um, is always that you're going to go and, and, and nick a goal, and particularly when Andy Carroll comes on. Although two minutes to go was a bit of a strange, strange one for us. Kev, what, what did you think of the second half? Did you think we were hanging on in there, or did you think we were relatively well controlled and balanced? Um, I would say we were controlled and balanced, but I do, I did think Newcastle were a threat, particularly when St. Maximum came on. I thought he looks good. He looks exciting every time. I appreciate we only get to see him a few times, but. I thought he looked good when he was coming down. And then obviously with an ex-Palace player coming on, I thought it was it was tailor-made for Gale to get off the bench and get the equaliser against us. But you know, I, I think as as Davey quite rightly alluded to, we um we allowed we allowed Newcastle, I think, to have that ball in that area. And we were pretty compact and we were difficult to break down. I think Scott Dan got man of the match from Steve McManaman and that was well deserved. I mean, one of the challenges he put on when I think it was St. Maximum who fired a shot off and he threw himself yeah. in front of it was yeah, outstanding. Yeah. You know, Gary Cahill gets his 50th goal, uh, which is an amazing feat really for a defender. His 50th goal for club and country. So that was nice for us. But no, I, I thought we were comfortable. I think, you know, when Ryderville packs, picks the guy's pocket in the last few seconds, and rolls it across for, uh, oh. you know, for uh, <laughs> let's be let's be honest, something my mum could have put in, bless her. Um, and uh, big up the hello mum, to Kev's mum, by the way. Hello to hello Kev's mum. Yeah. Hello Kev's mum. Bless you, bless you, boys. Thank you for that. That make her day tomorrow when she hears this. Um, when he rolls it across and Andros misses that, I just felt when that cross come in right in the last few seconds, I think if Andy Carroll scores now. You better walk home, Townsend. You better not even come back to London. You better stay up north because you ain't entitled to come home. But thankfully for us, um, you know, we, we've got away with it. So, you know, I, I, thought, I think Newcastle, to me, look a different proposition to when Davey spoke to us a few months ago. I mean, I know Davey said it's only been the last few games, but I watched them against Everton and I thought they were very good. The second goal against Everton the other day was excellent. I thought I thought Callum Wilson always looks a, a danger. I must admit, I was thinking in the first half, uh, Ryan Fraser is a shadow of the player he was. And then in the second half, he had about a 10-minute patch where he was all over it. And actually, you know, I thought Newcastle looked good. And, and I think 
as Davey said, he's already said it. And, it. and it's the same with us when we're Palace fans, boys. If you lose and your team have, you feel have had a go or are playing the way you want them to play, we'll take that. And if I was a Newcastle fan tonight, although I'd be disappointed, there's, there's enough recovery being seen in what Newcastle will do to be mm. a lot more optimistic. That's my honest view of how it went tonight, Matt. Well, can, can we go back to that town's end, Miss, please? Because <laughs> do we have I mean, to? Could you over it? We, we, we tried so hard to keep Andros Townsend um, when uh, Rafa took over, because he did such a good job with us when you you know when he was on loan from Spurs, but he didn't want to stay, and we were gutted because we thought you know he he could do us a job. He didn't want to play in the, in the Championship, and um, for a couple of years after we we showed interest in him. I do think he's 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 lost he's lost a pace and he's um he's kind of he's not I don't he's maybe lost his confidence a bit you could probably tell me this um but that miss I was thinking hang on is he trying to get a move back to Newcastle now at this age he's got no chance um it was a staggeringly bad miss and it's going to be one of those bloopers I think Premier League bloopers that you'll see for years to come and yeah I think if Carroll had got that one at the end. I don't think he would have been sleeping very well tonight. Uh... Yeah, they, they cut to Andros Towns at the end of the game and despite Palace had just finished up winning the game, he was still cursing. You could see, so I'm guessing it was about that miss. So yeah, it, it was a bad miss and it, luckily yeah. it didn't it didn't cost Palace. I did worry because we were, sent, we were heading for the corner flag with about 25 minutes to go each time we got into your half, um, which was, was a concern. Um, you know, I mean, I think, Kev, you touched on a number of good performances from Palace's perspective. I, I, Scott Dan, I would have said, man, he was my man in the match without knowing knowing that the, the telly gave it, him that as well. Yeah. Uh, I thought Nathaniel Klein was really, really solid yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I thought he had a good game. Uh, Dual Jordan Ayew did such a good job holding the ball up brilliant. as well. Um, you know, he worked so, so hard. Um, and I think, Dave, you alluded to, to it. You know, he was kind of on the wing tonight, um, yeah. which, you know, I was. I thought Roy picked the, re- the, the right formation and team again tonight. Um, yeah. Davey, we yeah, talked on the podcast on the weekend about how Roy had set us up uh, to play Wolves with more attacking intent, more attacking players to kind of match that uh, on their side. And I think he did the, he did the same tonight with, with with Newcastle. And it's really pleasing to see us going mm-hmm. in that sense because we've, we've not had a good run of games. So to be picking up three points away, two wins in a, in a, in a row, which I can't remember the last time we did that. Someone can... Kev, you're normally the stat man. I'm sure you've probably got that. Uh, well, the last time I think we had two wins in a row was the start of the season, wasn't it? When we uh, we beat uh, Southampton on the first game of the season. As we say, they've had a good night tonight. And uh, and obviously, um, Man United. So, obviously, interesting that Southampton and Man United played tonight. So, uh, that was when we last had that situation, Matt. Can I just say quickly, though, Matt, as well, I, I know this isn't a Palace loving, but... I also think, in fairness, PVA was very good going forward tonight. We were often on PVA's back. He got himself forward. He did make one really good challenge at the back, which was really important. He gave the way of ball away a few times, but generally did some really good stuff. And I also thought Luca was very good today. I thought Luca was very solid, actually, because we're the first ones to be, you know, um, constructive about where we think players can improve. And I thought Luca was very, uh, very disciplined today. Luki. Yeah, no, I'm with you, mate. I mean, Luca. I mean, fair play. He got away with an absolutely filthy challenge as well, which which drew a yellow card. Um, there were a couple of dirty challenges in there today. And I thought Klein, he got booked for a, a particularly nasty one as well as Luca's one as well, where, it, you know, we saw Luca go for, for less than that against Wolves, I think, didn't we, uh, in the FA Cup? 
Did he um, get booked but, for that challenge? The start, you yeah. you've been, you've been yeah, the studs up one. That was nice. Yeah. I was surprised the VAR didn't come in and look at that one again. Did you see that one, I Davey? Think, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a really naughty challenge. I have to say, yeah. and uh, the, the boots were flying in a bit at that point. But um, but yeah, it was it was naughty. There was a few bookings, weren't there? I think AU got booked in the dying minutes as well, just to try and buy himself a few, uh, a few, a few, a few seconds for the team. But yeah, Matt, you said Dan was your man of the match. For me, it's between. There's nothing between Dan and Kale for me. I think they were solid and probably um, representative of, of how the game was was played out, especially the second half. The fact that they're in contention. But for me, you can't put not look past Jordan Ayew. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. We talk about him time and time again in this podcast in the sense that he's very good at winning you those fouls yeah. um, just past the halfway line and into the, into the final third and he'll he, he, he draw uh, the defender in and position his body in such a way that, that he'll draw a foul. Um, and look, he got the second goal, which by the way, I know we talked about last over earlier, but Gary Cahill, great header. I love a header. First Gary Cahill goal since, God, I'm looking this up now, the 2nd of June, twenty. Uh, 20- 18, uh, England oh. uh, friendly versus Nigeria. There you go. Um, but absolutely great header and, and good to see him uh, taking a, a leaf at Ajon, um Philippe Mateta's um, book and, and going for the corner flag and absolutely hammering that one. Um, but yeah, Jordan Ayew, man of the match for me. Absolutely fantastic. Carried the ball so well, especially very important in the second half where we were under a bit of a barrage from Newcastle there. I think yeah. the only think... negative that Palace take from tonight is Zahar going off injured, which looked like a hamstring, didn't it? Um, so we, we're hoping that there's nothing in that. But, you know, hats off to them because they didn't cave in. At that point, again, I was concerned that with him not on the pitch, we might might struggle. Um, but, you know, I was up to that respect. Um, Kevin, I'll come back to you in a second. Just wanted to, to reflect, Davey, what's, where's this, where does this leave Newcastle in terms of uh, in, in the run of games you've got and what, what you would expect him to pick up from tonight? Because for Palace, we're on, a, we're on a probably positive, more positive run for us, having come off a very difficult run. So for us picking up points tonight is, is a really good indication of where we're heading. Yeah, well, it, it's all about the performance. And all, all I wanted to see tonight was, can we sort of keep that momentum going from that really encouraging display um, against Everton? The result wasn't there, and I thought we, we didn't create the chances tonight that we should have, mostly down to your fantastic defensive pair at the back. And Nathaniel Klein, who you, you talked about there, you know, he looked uh, he looked like his old self again, you know, yeah. and he was hitting top form at Southampton and at Liverpool and then at, at for England too. Um, if he stays injury-free, you know, you've got a really experienced fullback there. But um, um, I still thought, you know, it was an encouraging performance. And right. I was expecting to come on here tonight saying, are there any Newcastle fans deluded enough to think that um, um, that we were suddenly this amazing team again? They should think again. But yeah, we aren't an amazing team at all, but there's been something changed. And it yes. must be down to this new coach, this Graham Jones, the ex-Belgium Everton guy. Um, he, he must have come in and just done something. He, we have this sort of like, there's a system that seems to be working. And if we can stick at that, it's really encouraging. We're starting to attack and step up, as I said at the start. And that's that's what we want to see. The breaks seem to have t- been taken off and there seems to yeah. be a bit of freedom. We've got their heads up. They seem to be enjoying the football a bit more. And I just hope tonight's result hasn't knocked them a bit confidence-wise because... We've been a team massively lacking in confidence and um, 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, hopefully they'll reflect on the on the. I think that parts of the performance in the main I thought were just really encouraging, and that's what we want to see as as fans. We just want to see a competitive team, and we did not give you a game tonight. Yeah. And Palace, to be fair, bloody hell! I mean, he's he's just so well organised and frustrating in that defence. You know, solid and just wouldn't let us get past. Yeah, I think we've really got something to build on from a Palace perspective. Um, and, and, you know, it's, you're going away to St. James' Park is always a difficult place to go. So, mm-hmm. you know, another another positive three points for us. Kev, you were going to you were gonna inter- uh, jump in a minute ago. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, following on from Davey's bit there, I, I, I think absolutely there's a lot of optimism there, Davey, because from your point of view, I think as a Palace fan watching Newcastle tonight, yeah, there were a lot of smiles on faces. You see Callum Wilson. I thought Alderon um, looked really back to his old self. He was buzzing across the park. Um, and so I thought I thought you looked pretty I thought they looked really good. And uh, I think as you say, there is a lot of optimism. And if it comes through, you know, that coach and that gives that extra spur to go on, I mean, you know, I I, I think that they will push on and you know, there's not to, you know if, when we look at positioning, positioning wise, it's mostly not where Newcastle want to be. But as you say, there, there is momentum building now because that's two or three good games where they play well. I don't know who you've got next, but um, I'm sure none of your boys will be that disappointed because of the the chances you did create in the first half. The only other thing I just wanted to add, if I may, uh, Matt, which I was just going to go back to the Cahill goal. Not only is it a thumping header, but I think we must also pull out the quality of the delivery from Eze. Yeah. His, his ability to deliver a set ball, a set play ball in at pace and that. I mean, obviously, Cahill's got across his, uh, a diff, you know, the bloke he's jumping against. But the quality of that ball that comes in and the pace with which that's delivered is, is, is to be commented on as well. Because again, Eze, a few times tonight, did, did it two or three times, he just glides past players. I think, um, again, on the BT commentary, they had Owen Hargreaves on, and he said, you know, it's not often that you see players who just... They, he looked as though he's on skates sometimes, where he just glides past players, and he makes it look so simple. I'm really getting quite excited about the momentum that's building around Eze now, because it feels even though, you know, we've not up to this point, and I know you mentioned it because of the injury, we've not even mentioned Wilf. You know, which is great. Not that we don't want to be mentioning Wilf, but it's great that it can take some of the pressure off if others can come in and do it. And as Davey said, we looked comfortable with respect when we were playing the ball around. Quick one-touch passes, we looked pretty good. So, optimism for Newcastle, optimism for Palace. I think from as a perspective, actually, Kev, as you mentioned it, we the, the thing we saw from him tonight we haven't seen beforehand was that he was a release for us. So when we needed to get out, when especially in the second half, when when Newcastle were having the ball, when it particularly you know if it, if it got sticky, him and IU together were a really good release to keep the ball, hold it up, and he was bringing others into play there, wasn't he, Luke? Yeah, he slows the game down as well. I mean, we, we weren't lucky enough to have BT Sport. I had to settle for Astro Super Sport tonight, um, which 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 I think had Chris Sutton on on co commentary. But he made the point a couple of times that he did, he did make a couple of good points. Kev, I know I know I know you're, you're scoffing at that, but um, it was painful at times. But he did mention how Eze gets on the ball and he does slow the game down a little bit, which obviously plays into Palace's advantage uh, a lot of times, especially in the second half where you're trying to drive that ball forward and just give the defence the back line that bit of release. Um, and, and move Luca and, and Gyro further up the pitch other than becoming, you know, four centre-backs there. Yeah. Don't, don't forget, Luke, Kev's always going to favour the BT Sport with a sponsorship deal. So, you know, he's always going to be uh, good <laughs> anything else. That, Davey, um, you, you've got a very interesting fixture next up, right, to, to bounce back after 
two two uh, very interesting results. One for Newcastle tonight, but then also for your opposition next on the weekend. Yeah, we've got Southampton, and uh, it's uh, they're, they're not really the team that we do so well against. Um, so, in that, and as you say, aside from tonight, they're a team on form. Either they're, they're playing good football, and um, I know you don't like to hear that, but you seem to have it in the neck for Southampton, you guys. Uh, no, 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 no. Forgive me. I mean, to be honest with you, David, from my point of view, obviously Southampton last year when they lost nine 0 to Leicester, they came uh, back and they have been they have been a phenomenal side. Let's yeah. be honest. I think they only got hammered tonight, and I I don't know if factually I've got this right. But I think they had a player sent off in about the second minute. Yeah. So we were conceding a goal in the second minute. They had one sent off. Now, no team in the current climate can mostly go and play at Old Trafford um, for 89 minutes with 10 men. So, you know, we, we know it's a freak result. We haven't really got it in print. It's just that obviously we know what it feels like being Palace fans to suffer a 9-0 defeat on a Tuesday. Not that the 12th of September 1989 doesn't sit deep in my mind, but, you know, I do remember it. Well, what what I did want to say, um, you know, when you were talking about Newcastle's um, fortunes for the season was, you know, I just want to ask you guys about Palace too, if you don't mind. Um, because I, I, I was, although I wasn't impressed with, um, I'm never impressed with a team that sits back all of the time, but you had a game plan that seemed to work. And you think about this, um, you, when you played Man City, you, you came off a horrendous defeat. One of them kinds of defeats and performances where it can sap morale. And since then, you've gone on two win. Two games in a row, you've won them both. And uh, you probably didn't expect to come to Newcastle tonight and get a result, possibly a draw maybe. So oh, yeah. you, have, yeah. you, must be, you must be delighted. And um, I, for me, again, I'm, I'm not putting words in your mouth and I'm almost asking you a question in a way. If you could just show some more of that attack and prowess that you showed when you stung us with them two goals on the attack and you give the likes of Eze the ball, who is such a lovely footballer, you know, it's so natural to him, isn't it? He's one of them players like Zaha. He's got the ball, he glides around. He's very confident and he's got his head up all the time looking for the pass. You you can cause teams problems. And, um, you know, Crystal Palace really shouldn't be worried about relegation at all with the squad you've got and, you know, the way that you can can fluctuate your play but you know I'm looking tonight and I'm just seeing two different teams and it's effective in both ways so you've got lots to be very optimistic about I think yeah and Matthew mentioned earlier I think he alluded to the fact that we're entering a favourable month in terms of fixtures now I think we've got Leeds Burnley Brighton and Fulham all in a row and they're teams that are sort of in and around there down the bottom that you look at at the start of the season you think that's a decent run of games that we can pick up a few points um so, yeah, great to, great for Palace to be hitting some form right now. I thought uh, credit to Christian Benteke when he came on as well. I think he only got, what, 10, 15 minutes at the end. But um, back, he, more than that time than, than I think Batshuayi did the whole game. Um, I know Wilf was looked a, a bit frustrated at Batshuayi as well. But, yeah, uh, optimistic times for Palace. You know, historically, always been a very counter-attacking team. And, you know, you had the, the players like Eze and Wilf in there. And if you've got someone like Jean Philippe Mateta, who we haven't yet seen yet. I think that um, potentially Roy went with Christian Benteke because he was a safer option today instead of bringing on the, the untrusted man, the, the untested man, I should say. Um, he's probably untrusted as well, let's be honest, given given knowing Roy. Um, but but yeah, it, it, it's it's good times at the moment and it's hope that Palace can, by the end of February, like Kev said, it's, it's uh, be drawing away to, uh, to safety. 
Our pain point's been goals, Davey. It's, it's been finishing the chance we've created. As Luke said, we've got enough going forward. It's just people to put the ball away. Um, so, you know, we had Benteke started to hit a little bit of uh, form um, in terms of getting a couple of goals and then he got suspended. Um, so we had that. Um, we've had uh, Batshuayi in and out of the team. He's not really done the business for us, if you. He was, he was good tonight, you know, ball to feet, but he's not the outlet we needed tonight. And that's, I think, that's why Benteke came on when he did. Uh, IU works hard, um, but he's never going to get you, you know, goals galore. It's going to be, you know, a few chipping in here and there. Um, Wilf has been our goal scorer this year and he's really kicked on this year with the goals. If it wasn't for him, we'd probably be in a very, very different and more difficult situation, actually. Um, and that's, I think, why they've signed this 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 new chap. Is it, is it Jean-Philippe Matet? Jean-Philippe Mateta. Mateta, thank you. Um, yeah, I think that the hope is that he can come in and do it because they, they've struggled with strikers in the Premier League. It's amazing that we haven't been closer to a relegation uh, dogfight for a few years, just given how we have struggled in that respect. Um, Kev, anything else you can think of? What's our magic recipe at the minute? No, well, I don't know if there is a magic recipe at the moment. I mean, obviously, a week ago, we lost to West Ham and everyone's thinking doom and gloom, you know, particularly um, if if Newcastle, if, if you'd Newcastle had won on Saturday and we'd lost and then you'd won tonight, you would have gone above us, Davey. So we all know it's very tight around there. I think for us, where we're at now, you know, yeah, 29 points. Um, if you look at what's going on at the bottom ones, we're fairly comfortable, I think. I think where we're at, Davey, which you would have not obviously had to listen to on our pod on Saturday, is up until yesterday, uh, we had 13 players out of contract in the summer and not knowing what's happening with the manager. So I think we're in a time of potential transition at Palace still um, as to where it is. Yes, the keeper signed yesterday. And obviously, uh, with two wins under his belt, it's a lot easier for people to say, well... Ray, you know, Roy might, might want another season. You don't know. So I think we're still in that little bit of transition. But next season will be our ninth season uh, in the Premier League, which is brilliant for us. You know, Crystal Palace have never, ever managed more than four or five seasons in the top flight. So this mm -hmm. is the most stable football we've ever had. We've got to build on it. And I'm not quite sure 100% yet where that takes Palace moving forward. Um, but as the boys said, we need to find... It's, it seemed a long time ago since Christian Benteke got 16 for us in his first season. We've not had anyone who's broken 10. Um, I think uh, AU got close last season. Wilf's on nine, but obviously I don't know how long Wilf's going to be out now if he's pulled his hamstring. So, you know, I, I, I'm happy with where we are, but I'm also very aware that it doesn't take too many defeats and you're possibly looking the other way again. So let's let's enjoy the moment for us for one night, um, and and we'll go from there, boys. I think. On Davy's point, there he mentioned about the. I think Kev, sorry, mentioned the table earlier. You know, looking at it now, I mean, it looks like there's there's it, it, there's almost like a solid divide now between the bottom three and everyone else, and then you've got sort of Brighton, Newcastle, and Burnley, and then maybe another step up to, to sort of the to Wolves and uh, Palace. I mean, all it takes is for Burnley and Newcastle to get another win or two. And I, I think they're fine. You know, there's going to, that, that gap's going to become even bigger because this, this face it, West Brom and, and Sheffield United and Fulham, I think, guaranteed. But, you know, it, it's looking pretty likely that they go down now. And then, you know, in these strange times where, where players aren't playing in stadiums in front of other in front of fans, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the, how the season's going to pan out. Obviously, I think there's still two and a half million 
each space between sort of seventeenth uh, and and tenth or something like that. So it's, it's all all to play for still. But um... just to, to take that on a bit further and, and and to kind of wrap up, Davey, where, where do you see Newcastle going from here and to, to the end of the season? Um, I, I I mean I don't think we'll go down. Um, it's no you way. just said there, Luke. It, it it is tight at the bottom there. Um, with the the, the bottom three seem to be cemented down. Saying that's mm. Sheffield United. You know, they, they, they've won three. They beat us, obviously, and they won another couple. And Fulham actually look like a tidy team. Yeah, but although they're, they're getting the results. Um, I still think we'll uh, we'll finish in the bottom half. And um, I'm hoping Steve Bruce will get ejected. And we've got a team there that, that you know, you know we, we saw tonight they can play football. And, you know, we, we've basically had a lot of grief off the pundits and neutrals all season about how boring we are, how we can't play football, how it's just defensive all the time. We let we sit back, we let teams dominate. Well, look, tonight and on Saturday against Everton, we showed everybody that we can actually mm. hold on to the ball and play it around and try and find options to get through. But uh, I, I see us uh, just consolidating the season poorly with a, you know, maybe six, seventh, eighth bottom, something like that. And um, as I say, hopefully a new, a new management and preferably new owners next season. And when we do talk next year, Brilliant if some of them are wearing Arabic hats and uh, we've got uh, <laughs> ridiculous footballers on the pitch. I don't know if I want that at all, but uh... <laughs> you, you say changing the manager. We talk about this because with Roy's contract at the end, who, who do you want? What's well, manager? Oh, that's a look, it's not a silly question, that's disrespectful. It's um, it's the million dollar question, is it? We aren't in a position to be able to say uh, who we can get realistically now. Um, I think Eddie Howe's probably the person. He's out of a job. The guy was getting touted for the England. You know, it just shows how fickle football is getting touted for the England job a couple of years ago, and he's out of work now because he took Bournemouth down. Uh, but I think the guy's got a good football brain and philosophy. He's young. He's a forward-thinking manager. He's not a dinosaur like Steve Bruce. Um, and uh, I think he could possibly bring good ideas and new ideas into the club. Um, so right now, realistically, I'd snap your hands off for him. David, can I ask, is uh, is Rafa not in the frame, potentially? Oh, no, I, I don't think he'll ever... As much as certain Newcastle fans clamour for him to come back, and, you know, he was great for us, Rafa, but he left, he left us. Uh, he went yeah. to China. You know, he went to China, for God's sake. Um, but he's not going to be able to work with Mike Ashley. And this is the thing, not many people can. Only yes-men like Steve Bruce. And I think we said this the last time. As you know, I'm not a fan of the cabbage. And... Um, I think uh, I think anybody who comes in knows that they've got that hurdle to get over, which is you've got a really, really tough owner who doesn't give you many options, doesn't give you much control and leeway like Rafa wanted. So whether even the likes of Eddie Howe or out of work would come, for that reason, we don't know, which is why we need a new owner. Um, no doubts. Well, whichever way it goes, Davey, good good luck to you. We we're we're with you. We we we're sure you'll be uh, well clear of danger. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's hope you can push on up the up the table, just like the Palace uh, plan to and hope to. Um, we touched on this game being one that we weren't quite sure, and we kind of sat on the fence. Was taking a mic out about for 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 the week on the on the weekend. Hey, you did, bro. That. Well. <laughs> 
it was a, it was a potential. Well, it was a very difficult game for us tonight, and it panned out that way. But really, really pleased to, I guess, from a friend's perspective, Davey, to to finish up with Palace winning one and Newcastle winning one, and you join us back on the pod tonight. Probably turned out positively for all parties. Um, thanks again for do- joining us, Davey. It was really nice to to have you on with us again, um, and we look forward to talking with you uh, next year um, yeah. as Palace and Newcastle meet again. I really enjoyed it and uh, I was delighted when they asked me to come back on and as I said, please reach out for me if we're still in the Premier League uh, and vice versa next season uh, because it, it is a pleasure to talk to you win or lose. You're good lads, you've got a good football and brains and you're passionate about your club and really that's all I care about when it comes to football. Uh, thank, thank you, Davey. We are still recording yeah, this, so thanks very much. We've got that on the record now. And, 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 and Davey, just before we let you go, this, this will make you laugh. So on Saturday, we had a little discussion about how many points we thought we were going to get from our next 15. Now, mm. I came up with nine, all right? Uh, Luke came up with 13. <laughs> and Matt came up with 10. So oh, it was two, what, Ken. It was two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two, so, <laughs> so, so, so we, so there's, so we're all on three, three, three at the moment, boys. So there's a good start there for us. So well done, and well done, Luke. Your dream of thirteen points from fifteen is still on at the moment, my Come friend. On. Still on at the moment. <laughs> live the dream, dream to live, mate. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Where we get to the end of February. Any, any I'll take any of those uh, numbers. Uh, will be will be good. Chaps, uh, Kevin, Luke, thanks again as always. Uh, great to talk to you again, uh, Davy. You know the end of the pod, uh, so you're welcome to join in uh, or not if you like, of course. But uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Points Podcast, uh, and of course, subscribe uh, to your usual pod outlets to get the pods as they come out. Chaps, thanks very much, uh, and as always, up the palace. Up the palace. Up the palace. The Six Pointer Podcast. Uh,